saying what you mean. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Hey, you didn't blow my ears out this time. I'm Jeff. And I am Jake. You sound like a raspy <clears throat> I like, I got that stud. I've got well, I've got that uh, that 50s uh, smoker voice. Yeah, dude. It's gonna Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that's that's more accurate. Yeah. I was going to be the the wise sage who comes approaches you in the bar and <clears throat> pats you on the shoulder, calls you sport. Yeah. Oh, dude, that reminds me of something else. Have you seen Encino Man. No. Never. No. Okay. I know I've seen it at some point, but it has Jen's love, Polly Shore, in it. Okay. Did you know that she loves Polly Shore? No. Oh. She's like obsessed with Polly Shore. She like sweats. This, is, Pauly this Shore. is not DJ Polly D. Oh, you know who? Do you not know who Polly Shore is? Because that's what I keep running into with you young kids. No. Taryn doesn't know who he is. Never heard of Paul. Uh, my sister, my other sister-in-law doesn't know, and Clay knows because he was raised right. Okay, <laughs> I can't believe you don't know who Paul Shore is. Anyway, so uh, we watched Encino Man. Do you know the premise? No. Um, two guys, uh, Stony and Dave. They are living in Encino, California. They're in their senior year, about to graduate. They're, they're kind of like no names, just kind of like not really known in their high school. Dave's in love with this girl. He, they've been friends forever, but now she like she's hot and he's kind of a dweeb. And like he's like, well, now I'm, I miss my chance. Like she's too hot for me and too cool for me. Well, he's digging a pool in his backyard and an earthquake happens and reveals a man frozen in ice. Okay. A caveman. <clears throat> is that the Encino Man? He is the Encino Man. Okay. Okay, so that's the premise. And then he like, so Dave, who is Sean Astin? Yeah, I know Sean Okay, Astin. you better know Sean Astin. He was in Lord of the Rings. Have you ever seen the Goonies? He, yeah, I know oh, Okay, Sean well, Astin. shit, I don't know. Uh, so Sean Astin, he's like the main character, and he's trying to exploit Link, is his name, because he's the missing Link from humans i guess is what they call him so link he exploits link to like try to be cool and popular he brings him to high school and integrates him into his life and link is actually really cool because guess what humans are cavemen forever um but there was this one scene that i really wanted to get to so dave's little crush that he wants to take to the prom he asks her will you go to the prom with me and she says uh, no, I don't want to go with you. Will you ask Link if he'll go with me? Hmm. And so Dave takes... So Brendan Fraser plays Link. Okay. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Sorry. <laughs> Academy Award winner. I don't know. There's such a weird cult thing now. It's like hating Nickelback and liking Brandon Fraser ironically is... Like okay. I've new, not like ironically new, liked Brendan Fraser. It's like the new... That's like the new thing. It now. is the new thing. But he crushed it, I guess, on The Whale. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to watch it. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Have you seen The Mummies? Yes. Have you seen Blast from the Past? No. Oh. He's in some good movies. The only Brandon Fraser I know is The Mummies. Okay. I started watching the first one. It's pretty good, dude. It's, I mean, if you can get past a really bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. 
Cheyenne was like, this this reminds me of Indiana Jones. Oh, boy. And I was like, whoa, okay. No, number one is way better than number two. Yeah, I, I, we just started number one. Anyway, so he takes Link out to uh, this remote road. And shoots him. Essentially, he says word for word, look, I could have, I could have, I could have cut you up and killed you. Is the first thing he says in the scene when he's about to tell him, get, <laughs> head down that road. Sorry, I have no use for you anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I don't know how many people who have seen, who have seen Encino Man or haven't seen Encino Man, but Dave is probably one of the biggest piece of shit movie characters I've seen in a long time. Oh, wow. He's just like, dude, you can't help me get the girl, so the options are I kill you, and it wouldn't matter because you're a caveman and nobody knows who you are anyways, or you just get. Huh. So, How does it get resolved? Uh, Stoney, who's Pauly Shore's character, was like, dude, you're a piece of shit. You're, you can't do that. Which, then he's like, all right, fine. What are you doing? Letting him go. What? Look, I can't handle him anymore. Besides, he'll be better off with somebody else, all right? No, he's not, Dave. Please, just listen to me. Call him back. I can't take it anymore. I'm not kidding, Dave. Call him back. It's done, man. I'm serious. Call him back. You know, that's harsh. He's not my responsibility. You're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time because you thought maybe he'd get you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry, that's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way, no matter what, dude. Like you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chillin', and grindage. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. That's convenient. You came along for the ride, and you let me do the dirty work because you thought it might work out to your advantage. Those are desperate words of a loser. Maybe Matt Wilson was right about you all along. Take that back, Stoney. No, you take it back. Take it back! You take it back! Loser. Really? All right. Huh. Yeah, it's hard to watch movies where, like, the main characters, main character or is plural. Yeah make just really stupid bad decisions that actually are really pieces of shit but then the writers try to like write it off as oh it really wasn't like that bad yeah and then you have to be like then you as the viewer have to pretend like wait yeah wait you're asking me to just like i'm supposed to no i should be hating this person but you guys wrote it so poorly now like i actually hate your main character we're just gonna ignore the fact that the old and from the minute he, he's in the movie. He's o- his only concern is getting that girl to go to the prom with mm-hmm. him, at all costs. Apparently, uh, yeah. I feel like I can't come up with anything off the top of my head. Yeah, but I'm sure that there, it that seems very uh, reminiscent of other movies I've seen. Teen recently. movies, yeah. Or yeah. Just, they're just they're bad people. Oh, there's one. John Tucker must die. Did you ever watch that one? It's a team rom team rom com yeah. where. Uh, basketball player like jock of the school um is dating three different girls at the same time mm-hmm. and they all f- figure it out and then uh britney snow's character who's the main character mm-hmm. uh the three girls come together and then use her they like 
prop her up to make her popular, mm-hmm. make John Tucker fall in love with her just mm-hmm. to have her break his heart. Oh. And at the end, I kept I had a hard time feeling sympathetic for you're supposed to cheer that John Tucker just had his heart broken. Oh, but it's like, but I don't. I actually feel bad for John Tucker. I don't, maybe and I, I haven't and I, seen that. And I can't, I can't root for. Yeah, like I get what the the writer is trying to get me to feel, but I can't feel it. Do you ever just, root for? It was done so poorly. Like they were such dicks to him. Yeah, it was almost. It almost felt like the punishment ended up being way worse than the crime. But then they also aren't clearly showing him in a, a worse light. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, he's dating all three of us. And if you leave it at that, like, that should be enough. Mm-hmm. But you've got to show him be kind of way worse. Yeah. So that way, when you screw him over, it's, like, validated. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. I did think about you towards the end of the movie, though, because let's just say they go to the prom. It's winding down. The climax of the film, the peak is at the at the dance. It's resolved at the dance. Then what happens? I haven't seen it. I don't know. What happens every time? Oh, there's a dance. Yeah, a, yeah, oh, there nice. is. <laughs> Never fails. Bad yep. movies always have dance. It's not a bad dance. movie. It's a classic. It's a bad movie. Classic is just a shitty term for I'm supposed to like this. You don't have any classics? Huh? What is something that you call a classic I mean, that you also acknowledge as dog shit? Movies that are cl- like classics. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I just don't I don't prescribe to the this movie is a classic because it's just I think that is used as an excuse to be like ah, I don't really like it, but I like it because it's fun, or I like it because I'm supposed. Isn't to Isn't that like why it. you're supposed to like That's films? all Christmas movies? Oh sure, but isn't that why you're supposed to like movies? Is because they're fun? No, like yeah, you like it for. I mean, I don't know. I just wouldn't say something is classic because. That one, that's just because it's old doesn't mean it's good. It's not that old. How old is it? 30 years? 92, maybe? Yeah, 30 years. Maybe older. 80, 82, maybe. Maybe it was 82. Now you're at 40 years. Yeah. So? That's old. There's dude. a whole, there's hundreds, of, there's a hundred years of nah, film. Oh, man, there is some bad movies. Just because it's old doesn't make it good. Like, People, dude. There was like the most, like the two like main comedies from our parents era, or yeah. at least my parents. A uh, ninety-two, era. ninety-two. Nine, okay, so okay. thirty years. Yeah. Uh, Porky's. Okay. And uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Have you watched either of those? Fast those are apparent, those are supposed to be with uh, I uh, Sean Penn. Sean Penn is yes. Spicoli. Yes. Yeah. And okay, I've seen this. Maybe it's because I lived outside where that humor, I would get the the cultural references sure. and the humor. Those movies sucked. Yeah, dude. but Phoebe Cates is a babe. Which one's Phoebe Cates? Is that the one in the red bikini? Yeah. 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 She's a fox, dude. She's in Drop Dead Fred. Have you seen it? I think that sounds familiar. Where she has an imaginary friend. I think I've seen that, but it's dude, a long time ago. It's a classic. Oh, it's a classic, <laughs> huh? No, I, I don't know. I think there are movies that uh, I think. Okay, fine. Maybe a classic is a movie that trans that can be viewed across generations and remains funny. I think funny. you're diving deep into this term. I don't. I don't no, flippantly I, throw I'm, it around. I'm really tired of catch-all terms. <laughs> okay. that end up meaning nothing. Like woke. Oh, okay. Okay. Cla- it's a classic. But, but so therefore you okay. can't you can't attack me because oh I'm not saying is, you can't attack it. Well, why can't I? It's a classic. You have to watch it. You have to like it. Man. It's a classic. Okay. I am past <clears throat> the point of saying 
I although I just said it's a classic, you should see it. You're not watching anything good. So <laughs> not not I just a, watched Andor and that's one of the best things that I did Disney, start it. Any, I'm, I'm not far I'm not far enough in dude, it to know anything yet. It really sucks that Star Wars can't write a main saga movie to save their ass mm-hmm. because they're so worried about merchandise mm. and uh other Kids things appealing to children. Yeah, other yeah. things that are not related like there's more worried about the external part of Star Wars mm. than they are about the actual storytelling of Star yeah. Wars. Because the decisions that are made in the saga, outside of the main three, mm-hmm. even even kind of some of the return of Jedi stuff. like when mm. Because by that time, Ewoks. Star, Star Wars was a cultural yeah. phenomenon at that point. Yeah, New Hope and, and even Empire, I don't think people really thought it was going to take off the way that it right, did. Right, right, right. So you can focus it, it, on story yeah, and character exactly. and twi- twists. Well, in actual depth. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what Andor... I don't think anybody wants to hear this, but what Andor explores, mm-hmm. like the actual minutiae of bureauc- of, of an imperial bureauc- mm-hmm. bureaucracy, dude, it, sh- it, it shows more about... the Is, inter- it, is like it the, the rise act- of the Empire? No. Or is the it's Empire like, established? It's, it's prime empire oh, okay. before rebellion. Before yeah, right, rebellion. right. So oh. um, it's like as the rebellion is starting to take off. Okay. So like empire has established itself. It's already spread. Yeah, dude. Mm. And they have all. It, it, I'm excited. So, I'm gonna so watch good. it. I started it and I was like, this isn't getting the attention it deserves right now. I can't remember what else I was doing. So I was like, I have to, I have to pause it for now so I can really mm-hmm. just focus on it yeah it, it, it just sucks that like everything that's great with star wars mm-hmm. is the stuff that is on the margins mm-hmm. of star wars like rogue and, one and or um mandalorian yeah i mean yeah. i guess mandalorian is pretty big but it's still it's not main it's not skywalker saga no yeah um it sucks that it sucks that you have to get your real Star Wars kick. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the margins. Even the animated films um, or uh, dude, a series. Bad Batch, yeah. excellent. Uh, um, Clone Wars. I started watching excellent. the one with Baby Ahsoka. I'd thrown that on because me and the foster son were like just mm-hmm. flipping through Star Wars, and I was like, "Oh, this looks fun," and we watched a little bit of that. But I mean, yeah, even that has more depth to like developing characters and creating characters that you care about mm-hmm. in in a way different yeah. than the films do the empire feels so much more real and so much more mm. depth it's so much more deep yeah and gross and disgusting but you really i think you get the, you, see, you get the sense of like you can attribute so much of what the problems that the, that the empire is dealing with that you hear like uh things falling through the cracks right mm. and be, people within beer bureaucracies the reason why the rebellion is able to maneuver is because the empire is so big. They so can't, big. They can't take. They can't worry about small little mm-hmm. local issues. So mm-hmm. what do they do? They farm it out to private security. Oh. They, they farm out to private security companies, yeah. and then private security companies have all sorts of issues with, um, well, like with corruption and mm-hmm. laziness and just like. Interesting. It, and then it explores all that, like how, how difficult empire is, and mm-hmm. then if you. Because I've studied the his the history of empires, right? Dude, so much of, like it. They do such a good job of actually taking real history, real political science mm. issues, 
and attributing it really well and effective into this. So Overall, I, I just get really excited about stuff like that. It was accepted well, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was critics. Which is lo- so funny because that's the that's what it's going for, right? Yeah. Is the poli sci analysis of Empire. And people are like, okay, I love this. And it's well, like. Yeah, adults love it. But yeah, I, I don't know. It would be an interesting experience. I don't think Disney wants to mess with a formula that makes them billions of yeah. dollars. Yeah. Because regardless of what filth you put out there, you you yeah. can it, it's gonna sell because yeah. it's Star Wars. Yeah, I was thinking like in the first three, Vader is so he's intimidating and scary because he's so mysterious, mm-hmm. right? You don't know. You know that people are afraid of him. You see him choke dudes to death. Yeah, but that's the extent of it. But it's all the fringe films and series that we've seen now that really show, like, okay, he's a savage, and yeah. he will murder anyone, and he mm-hmm. doesn't care. Yeah. And we saw the development of that in the prequels, which is fun. I love the prequels. Mm-hmm. But then everything else we've seen on, like, Disney Plus so far have now, like, Obi-Wan when he's, like, murdering children. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Rogue One, where mm-hmm. um, he's – because in yes. Obi-Wan and Rogue One, he's a very – he's a younger Vader yeah. that has – it's way more, <coughs> yeah. Way more of a loose cannon. Yeah, I love but, it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, off of, like pivot off of Star Wars and or if you haven't seen it, highly, yeah. highly, highly, highly recommend. It's, it's a, a classic. It's a tw- it's a twelve part. <laughs> it's a twelve part series. The only one I think, the only movie I think of the of all of the main saga, I think that transcends generations. That I think anybody could sit down and be like, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Is is Empire Strikes Empire, Back? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think like Kylie's tried to sit down and watch Star Wars with me mm-hmm. before, and getting through uh, a New Hope mm-hmm. is hard. I think that's a, that's hard for someone who hasn't okay. ever watched Star okay. Wars before, for sure. Um, but you can't watch Empire without watching right, New Hope. Right, so right. It's a it's a big uh, okay. it's a big undertaking. How far did she get? I think she fell asleep sometime <laughs> after Tatooine. Yeah, in the first like, one, most Eisley. Oh, yeah, that's most Eisley spaceport. That's amazing. Okay, well, I don't mean classic in the sense of like the generalized like it's a classic, but I mean I, like when I look back, like that's one I know I grew up watching. And Cino Man, I know I watched it and I know I enjoyed it, but now watching it again as an adult. It's different. It's mm. much different than I remember it being. Well, you're going to pick up on things that you right. can pick up on right. as a kid. And then that's why I'm watching The Mummy again. Dude, it's a solid movie so far. I'm maybe halfway through. I like it. It's good. Mm. I forgot how good it was. Your your ability to like start and stop movies is quite astounding to me. I can't. If I don't sit down and watch it. The whole thing? The whole thing. I yeah. will never pick it back up. Oh. Oh, I'll pick it back up. We're we're halfway through like three movies right now. <laughs> we're watching Signs, Lord of the Rings, and um, the are Mummy. You, oh, you guys have been on Lord of the Rings for a while. Yeah, we just we, we paused just because with Cheyenne doing school and trying to stay oh, focused on yeah. that. She's been killing it, doing a great job. Well, that's good. Um, so I I got back on my antidepressants. I haven't talked about it on here. Okay, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've told me. Yeah, I went. I, I'm I ran out. Like I'm surprised. Do it again. Oh wow, really? <laughs> that was good. Uh, and so I ran out of them, and then oh, I shit. and then I went back to my like history on my on my app for my my doctors, and it wasn't even like a a, a noted prescription that I took because I took them, stopped taking them for a long time, and then 
just had them around and I was like, I think I'm going to start taking these again. <laughs> oh, boy. oh yeah. wow. Okay. So then I started taking them again. Saw a massive change and a massive difference. My ability, my irritability is like the, the my 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 ability to just kind of take shit is is better, and my ability to to manage and mitigate reaction is better. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I was like, do you? The big thing is, did I tell you about what my mom said? I. You did tell me oh, okay, when okay. we were going to the Blazer game. Yeah, I'll give her a shout out. Um, she was like, hey, like, I've really noticed that, like, you're not really the same as you, you always have been. I can see a huge difference in, in how you've been lately. Like, just you don't seem happy. You seem just, like, overreactionary. And I was like, whoa. And I knew I wasn't happy, right? Mm-hmm. I've talked to you about all the struggles that I'm going through, and I kind of just brush them aside. But then to have my mom say that she noticed it, I was kind of like, oh, all right. Maybe I got to do something about this. Um, Usually a good sign. Yeah. So, I mean, talked to my therapist a little bit. And then it was like, all right, that was great. And I, I learned a lot. But I need. I think there's more I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at, like, UV ray, like, lamps and stuff to help me. Because, you know, I get my power from the Earth's yellow sun. And it's not here in the Northwest yet. So, um I mean, it has been recently. It was yesterday. And, yesterday was gorgeous. Oh, my God. Um, but I was just like, all right, I'll start taking them again. So then I started taking them again, and there was a massive difference, and everybody's noticed a massive difference around me. So it was like, all right, I guess, I, I guess, I, I guess I'll continue this. So then I had to go on a doctor's appointment today when I got off work, and then I was like, hey, I need this refilled, and they did like um. Like a quick mental health assessment, just asking me, like, yeah. how do you feel on a range of this to this? And that's, this? Yeah, that's pretty standard. Because um, I just had, didn't even have it in my file. So we did it, and then we got it refilled, and then I ran to the pharmacy real quick to pick it up. So I'm back on them. But I can see a difference. I can feel a difference. Um, I've been going through some hard things these last few days. Um and I could tell my I could tell because I've been off of it for like a week mm. and I could just tell my I can my internal voice is quicker to like not go to good places. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like I was just I felt for the first time some of the same feelings that I felt during infertility. Mm. Just sadness, just sadness and the inability to regulate and. I was just like, I need to be by myself. And I kind of like, I pushed the whole family away yesterday. It Mm. sucks. I don't want to do that. But like picking Cheyenne up from school, I was like, hey, dude, like if I seem a little distant and I seem like I'm not like in a good mood, it's nothing. It has nothing to do with you. I'm just going through some things right now. And I'm just internally kind of just trying to work through them. She was like, okay, like she gets it, you know, but. I got the medication, so let's try to work on <laughs> working through some things. Sure. Um, but I just wanted to say, like, I want to talk about it because I know that mental health is something that we, we talk about regularly on here. But just, you know, there's always adverse feelings to medication and even even from me. Um, but clearly, if, if everybody's noticing a difference, then and they like me better. Well, that's all I want is people to like me. Sure. That's the most important thing. <laughs> that's the only reason, dude. It's it was, a pill that makes people like me. 
Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, the comedian, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She says it perfectly in her new in her newest bit. She uh, she said antidepressants. <coughs> she was diagnosed with bipolar. Oh yeah, depression. Mm-hmm. And so she has this whole bit about um, mental. She does a lot of mental health. Uh, bits within mm-hmm. her stand-up and she said uh for her antidepressants were the um it's like her a 300 pound friend that sits on you and tells you to pick a different adventure mm. <laughs> when you're when you when you feel uh when you're you're feeling triggered that's so things. funny that's a great analogy because i think it, it's perfect because <laughs> there's so many times where like all in the past and yeah. I, I think because i reacted over the top yeah. so much throughout my life when there's those conditions arise again, but then my medication is keeping like helping me regulate. Mm-hmm. I have this like weird feeling like there's this gap in my emotion where it, it feels like I should be here. Mm-hmm. I notice people who are listening probably can't see, but imagine well, my hand being watch on Spotify up here. <laughs> Shout out to watch on Spotify. Yeah. Is <clears throat> your reminder. But really, like, wow, but way really, up there. But really, I'm like here. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, I f- like something doesn't feel right. right. Oh, wait, this is how normal people react. Oh, that's funny. So it's like, it's kind of like the 300, like, that's my 300 pound. That gap is my 300 pound friend yes. telling me to choose a different adventure because if I was up here, I'd be doing something I shouldn't be doing oh. or I'd have to be apologizing for later. Being here yeah. allows me to regulate and be like, you know what? This is not a hill I need to die on. Yeah, none of this really matters. Let's find let's find a better way to resolve mm. this. And I'll say, like, compared to like in conjunction with that, yesterday I was feeling here. You see where I'm showing you guys on Spotify <laughs> down here. I was down here, right? Mm. And I kept thinking, like, why am I so d- low down here when I feel like? Normally, I'd be about here. It bummed me out, but I would still be able to regulate. But acknowledging the fact that I was down, and I was down further than I, I mm-hmm. normally was, and I was kind of trying to, like, how, okay, what's going to get me back up to normal, right? Sure. But that's exactly what you're talking about. The highs meeting, you know, regulating to, not to go too high, but also knowing where you're, you're too low and, and kind of finding yeah. how to get back Between up. Between those navigational yeah. beacons. Yeah, buoys, as you said. <laughs> buoys, as I said. Um, You took me to a, a hot date, dude. I did, dude. We were, we were the hottest date on our road. Oh, easily. Except for that old lady who wasn't going to move for us. Dude, <laughs> look, I know you're not supposed to. Ageism is now a thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I'm having a real, real hard time. For old and young? Mostly old. Okay. Now that I have a potato, uh-huh. I'm way more. I'm way more. Um, I don't know. I, I'm way more understanding of the difficulties of having children in public. Oh, for sure. So I'm way more understanding. Let me tell you something about that real quick. I took my foster son to the doctors to get my medication, mm-hmm. um, and they had like a little coffee shop there. And dude, the the pharmacy was packed, and. I was like, oh no, like how am I gonna keep him busy for like it was gonna it was like an hour. I was like, how am I gonna keep him busy? I didn't bring anything in, it was just me and him. So we're playing and we're you know, and I'm like, dude, the last thing I want to do is bring out my phone because I can't stand when people just plug mm-hmm. their kids in front of yeah. phones. Yeah. Uh, a show or something. So we're like playing around and I'm letting him walk around a little bit. 
and there's a little coffee stand. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy him a cheese stick. Like, he loves cheese sticks. So I was like, I'm just going to buy him a little cheese stick. So I go up, and I'm sitting by the coffee stand the whole time, and I walk up, and I was like, hey, I grabbed the cheese stick. And immediately he starts going more, 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 like signing more. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Relax. And then so uh, the lady scans it, and she's like, cash your card. And I was like, I, was in, I go, I got my card. And she's like, eh, just take it. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, you can just have it. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And I go, well, thank you. You don't have to do that. And she's like, no, no, take it. And it just makes me think. I think she saw, like, a dad in the struggle <laughs> and was like, just take the cheese stick. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> old people. You old hate people. them. I'm Put them out to I pasture. I have a really hard time with old people in public. Yeah. Because, dude, you don't have to, right? Kids don't know how to regulate themselves oh not at all and i get old people have physical limitations Mm -hmm. so like moving in crowds is probably difficult yeah but there are things that i think we give too much of a pass on for Mm, old people agreed dude (laughs) being a dick is you don't just to get to be a dick because you're old yeah 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 and the the old people we had to deal with Mm -hmm. for a split second, yeah. but it was enough to like make me mad for the rest of the night. Or second guess or question whether you should get up and get something to drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, you don't, you don't get to act that way in public. Yeah, like we don't, we wouldn't accept that from people our age. No. We wouldn't accept it from kids. Like as we were walking through, th- those two kids, they stood up. Yeah. And let us pass. Yes. And we could have easily gotten past them because they were like five years old and yeah. their, their knees didn't go past the seat. Right. But they got up and got out they of the way. They got out and got out of our way. Everybody else seemed completely cool. Yeah. Except for these two old people <laughs> who refused to move, to stand, which, yeah. okay, fine, you don't want to stand. They wouldn't even move their legs. Dude, she had her legs spread as wide as she possibly could, but was not like, it's either like move to one side mm-hmm. so that you can kind yeah. of just make a quick pass, but then the double, the extra wide leg, that's like two hurdles you have to now go over. Yeah, it made it worse. <laughs> and then the guy, I don't, I had to literally step over the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he moved for you because you were behind me. Yeah. But I had to step over him. Yeah. Like. They would not move their legs, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. I, I was, don't understand. Once you went, I was like, I guess I'm going to barge through these people because this is obnoxious. Well, they had to have been season ticket holders. But they just stood there and stared at me. And I, and I politely said, I'm sorry, we have to come through. Mm-hmm. I, and it, then they just they looked at me and stared at me. Yeah. And then at first, the, old, the, the, guy, the guy was sitting closest to me. Mm-hmm. And then the wife was sitting on his inside. Mm-hmm. He just looked up and stared at me at first. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh boy, we got one of yeah, we got one of these, yeah, right? Yeah. We're gonna stare, we're gonna stare this off, yeah." And then, and then I just stepped over him, and then the wife like, like, weirdly opened her legs, <laughs> and I was like, "This is not cool. That's not an invitation." Yeah, so. that's that that. See, if had I gone first, it's immediately the the fuck you shopping cart situation at Walmart. Yeah, I say, "Hey, we need to get by," and if they look at me and be like, "All right, fucking move." I'm yeah. gonna barge through you. I'm gonna break your hip. Well, I don't. That's <laughs> the thing is, I don't understand. Like, that if you're sitting down there, yeah. Generally, you're probably a season ticket holder. Yeah. If you're an old, it, they're probably season ticket holders and have had those seats for a long time. Yeah. I'm assuming. I would assume they looked like season ticket holders. Okay. 
they probably have people coming and going past them all of the time. Do they do this New every... people all the time. They have to. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. That's why they're so annoyed. Like, these are our seats, and we are burdened all the time by people who don't normally sit down here. So it's always a rotating group of people buying tickets and trying to get past us. So we're never, we're not moving anymore. We're done. We've paid our dues. We don't have to move. That's crazy to me. <laughs> I just don't understand that mentality. I just don't understand that mentality. Me neither. Like, I don't like the public. Yeah. I don't like the public any probably any more than they do. Those people? Yeah. 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 But I would never, like, I've been at multi, I've been at several games mm-hmm. where people, I've had to stand up several times a quarter. Oh, yeah. Because of people coming and going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it gets annoying. Yeah. But what, I mean. You get it. That's the, dude, that is the thing that you give up for being at a live event Yeah, like that. exactly. Exactly. Thankfully, I didn't, I mean, that's my curse, dude. That's why. Because you were with me, uh, yeah, maybe, <laughs> I guess. But then we had douche canoe and douche canoe et next to next me. to you. Dude, my favorite thing of the game, besides how close we were. Thank yeah, you. We were down. We were very close. Down very close, which was a cool. It's dude. It's a. It's like watching a different sport. Yeah, when it's you're down that low. You can see the, the the. Just all of the coaching between players and all of the non-coaching between Chauncey and his team. and he just, All of the massaging of the refs. Yeah, yeah, all cool. of that stuff. Yeah. It was super fun. But reading people's text messages in front of me, like mm. these, this old dude, his font was way too big because he clearly couldn't see. On his uh, on his uh, j- jitterbug phone? Yeah, dude. And what, what, who was he talking about? Uh, he was talking about uh, Patrick Williams. Or Grant, Grant, Grant Williams. Williams on the Celtics. And he said, yo, Grant Williams is thick with like seven C's. <laughs> he was texting somebody. That, and I was just like looking over his shoulder, just reading these messages. And it was just fun. But yeah. other than that, it was so cool. Just a brief little basketball chat. I just like you were talking about is looking at the game professionally. Mm-hmm. That close and seeing it differently. Um, I told you I've the only time I've ever sat closer was during FanFest, mm. which is just like a pickup game, right? Which yeah. is just like going to any other basketball game. But watching a professional basketball game, competitive, well, semi-competitive, the Blazers were playing. so um, <laughs> They're so bad. But watching it, and, and you and I kind of went in like, all right, look. We know Blazers are going to lose. Let's just go and enjoy basketball. And we, I thought, I felt we did. Like mm-hmm. we were really like, I, I saw the Celtics in a new light and a, and a new appreciation for the way that they, the sportsmanship they showed, and just the true competitiveness of both teams mm-hmm. at a certain level, like yeah. on a personal level. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and watching just the the little. You know, the shirt tugging and the little things, little sneaky tricks they get away with or try to get away with um, being that close to seeing it when you're, you know, I sat recently in box seats and like that was cool. Like we're fancy. We're we're eating food, but you're still like seeing it from a top down kind of point. Yeah, of view. a TV view. Yeah. The 300, it doesn't even feel like what it feels like on no. the 100 level. No, it's completely different. It's like you're watching it on TV. Mm-hmm. When you're watching it on TV, it, it, I can't explain it. The, it's so weird how being – where you sit and where you view the game changes how the game feels. It felt way faster 
mm-hmm. sitting that close. Yeah, and way more compact. Yeah, oh, way more compact. When you're up above, you're like, dude, there's so much room on this court. They're mm-hmm. spreading it out. But when you're watching it that close, it's like, there's no room down there. It's there's a, no room. It's crazy, the, the windows in which they operate. Yeah. And they're operating in those windows in split-second decisions. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing we were talking about. It's like the the Dame and Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart, the behind-the-back bounce pass in the paint to the cutter. You didn't see it, but it was impressive. Yeah. It was it, impressive. There was, there was a lot of impressive moments yeah. in that game, even yeah. though it wasn't particularly close. No. What a fun time. It was a fun time. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. I was glad that you were able to come. Yeah, dude. I value that. Basketball and friendship. Murder in 2023. Murder in 2023. Yeah. So why even attempt it? Why even attempt it? Yeah. Why? Because you can't get away with it? No one gets away with it. I don't know if that's true. I mean, if it's a if it's a crime of passion, you're, you're done. You're not getting you're away with it. You're Absolutely not. If you had a reason... To yes. Commit the murder. Yes. You are getting caught. If you have a reason or a personal connection, you're donezo. You're donezo. But yeah, I would agree with that statement. Like I just feel like it's all the time. These people are just like they know who it is. They know where it's going. Um, well, because everybody blasts it on their social media before they do it, mm-hmm. or at least gives a bunch of clues. So many clues. Their cell phones. And dude, now I was I was watching one murder special where the computer in the truck was actually the data from everything the truck did was used as evidence. So the truck was shown to be at this place when he said he was actually here, but then at this time he opened the trunk and at this point he closed the trunk. Why dude, like they knew every detail because the computer calculated and kept record of all of that stuff. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So burn your cars if yeah. you are. If, if you, you commit, commit murder, murder, burn your cars. But you had a note once that said murderers are stupid. Yeah, they're not smart. They're not smart. So I got to go back and look at my notes here because <laughs> this was the first one I put on my list. All of these. Yeah, let's go back. So, so here's what I so here's what I wrote. Serial killers are dumb. Yeah. Not smart. Oh, serial killers. That is much yeah. different than murder in 2023. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, but I think it, it's still, especially if you're committing a murder out of passion, mm-hmm. you're not, you're obviously uh, very emotionally yeah. charged, yeah. and you're not going to make a smarter decision. No. My problem with serial killers and where I was going with my, parti- my particular topic yeah. was that the media needs to stop portraying them as mm-hmm. geniuses. Mm. I think there's this real big assumption that these... Serial killers, and I think this is a trope that is all over primetime television. Right, when you're dealing with serial like crime shows. Yeah, the serial killer they need to bring in, they need to bring in like the expert, uh-huh. the brainy expert to combat the the real the super villain that is like ahead of the detectives at every turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like the super smart guy, and he's. Mm. I feel like every they every there's the portrayal of Dexter as a serial killer. Yeah. And Dexter had like oh, his his other he's a like forensic uh, blood analysis. Yeah, so there's blood like blood analysis. Yeah, so there's like all these serial killers throughout time. I think there's this assumption that they're like these super smart people. Yeah, and that if you're a serial killer, somehow the reason why you're getting away with it is mm-hmm. because you're super smart mm. and you know how to like play games. So what do you think it is? How do they get away? They just take advantage of a society that values freedom over security. 
Okay. Right? They're willing to do things that 99.9% of us would never even consider as an yeah. option in doing it. Doesn't mean that they're smart for doing it. I think oh, we need to. Oh, that's we, a good point. We need to diverge this this assumption that because you're willing to do something, somebody else isn't. Yeah. Doesn't equal intelligence. Intelligence. It just means that you're willing to do something shitty. Generally, dude, I think about that all the time. And because the rest of us operate within the navigational buoys. Yeah. It doesn't make us dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make the people who operate outside of them particularly smart. Right. They just, there might be risk takers. Yeah. But a lot of serial killers throughout time have gotten away because our system, Mm -hmm. especially when I meant by our system values freedom over security, Mm -hmm. is that we all have mostly freedom of movement. Right. The majority, especially back in the 70s, Mm -hmm. our movement was not tracked. Right. We had pretty much the ability to operate wherever we wanted to, Mm -hmm. do whatever we wanted to. And as long as you weren't drawing a ton of attention to mm-hmm. yourself you could really get away with lazy cop like lazy cops mm-hmm. lazy bureaucrats people not filing things correctly yeah. and if you weren't operating within the there was no coordination if you weren't <laughs> operating within the same jurisdiction yeah i.e. you're a truck driver yeah you could do some real stupid stuff yeah john wayne gacy mm-hmm. one of the most prolific serial killers was not a smart guy no cops were just homophobic yeah and most of his victims were gay young yeah. men and they yeah. didn't want to listen to him yeah yeah he should have been caught years plus he had before. a lot of political well, he connections. had political connections in, yeah. in illinois but yeah uh it's mostly incompetence that allows serial killer oh. incompetence of others yeah in our society in general and what we value right we don't mm. want a surveillance we don't want a surveillance society right so they're willing they're willing to do things that the rest of us wouldn't do so we don't have laws that Mm. are really set up to stop them we have justice laws but we don't have preventative laws right serial killers Mm. because a preventative law to punitive yeah yeah we don't have preventative laws Mm -hmm. that would stop them from being that would stop serial killers from committing those acts right because the rest, of, I don't think we'd want to live in that society. Right, 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 right. I think about that all the time. Like, somebody could easily break into a house and commit a murder. Yeah, if it was, ran- if it was random. Yeah. Does that make you smart? No. Absolutely not. But it just ma- that's that threshold that mm-hmm. most of us are like, I'm not going to break into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. That's insane. No way I'm doing that. Yeah. But that's what they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like the... Uh, Oh God, I can't remember the the one in Northern California with the plates and stuff. But yeah, he was just breaking into people's sliding glass doors, mm-hmm. just breaking into their house, yeah, and killing them. Yeah, I mean, and I think most of most serial killers, mm-hmm. we've already established they're not intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're able to take advantage of the society around them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that intelligence? Taking advantage, taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily or recognizing like, I, how I, to navigate. I don't even that. notice. I don't even know if they cognitively know half the time that they're operating mm. in bound, like operating outside of those boundaries. Because most of the time, their wire, like their mental wiring, yeah. is so fucked up from their yeah. One, it's nature and nurture, mm-hmm. right? They already have ingrained things in their brain yeah. that are going to make them predisposed to being able to be to be sociopathic to. Right. Uh, to have the mental impairments necessary to commit these atrocious acts mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But they also generally the the vast majority of the high end like the real repeat serial killers, yeah. the Ed Kempers, the John Wayne Gacy's, Dahmer, the, Dahmer mm-hmm. um all had horrific in addition to having mm. those 
born with those predispositions. Yeah. They had horrific upbringings. Yeah. Yeah. And parents who were awful yeah. to them. Yeah. So I don't even know if they're if they even can comprehend what mm. a normal society is mm-hmm. and how to navigate through it on its margins. Most of the time it's them admitting that like I can't believe I got away with it for as long as I did. Absolutely. And then they think that they're super intelligent. Ed Kemper thought he was like one of the f- smartest people I on don't the know planet. That name. Uh co ed killer in Cali- uh, California. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. I don't know that. Oh, hmm. He's he was like this big imposing dude, really? but he basically was like always hanging around cops because he uh, thought him he thought of himself as as like a cop. Yeah, yeah. And he, everybody was like, yeah, that guy's probably a serial killer, but they never did anything about it. And then eventually he turned himself in. Oh, really? Yes. See, that's another thing is they always kind of get to a spot where they're like pushing the limit to see how far they can go. BTK, mm-hmm. do you know about how he got caught? I can't remember that. There one. was like a. He was like, it was like a file. He had put a file on a disc and was like, here's some information about some of the murders I killed. If you promise not to look up the, the, um, what is the, the tracking number on computers? Oh, the IP? Yeah. If you promise not to look at the IP, I'll give you the information. And the cops were like, hey, we got your message. If you give that to us, we promise they did it, and yeah. he, they immediately found him. Mm-hmm. Immediately tracked him. That is the one thing that got him caught. Yeah. Are you a moron? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a moron. Yeah. But even Dahmer, what I found, and I'm not trying to glorify Dahmer at all in any way, but when he got caught, he he spoke a lot about kind of the mental journey, the 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 how he how he did what he did, why he did what he did. And, and, and in an era and a time where nobody really understood or not that we do understand serial killers, mm-hmm. but there was a really no comprehension at all. And he was like, I'll talk. And he admitted everything and told as much as he could remember and as much as he could about the victims and stuff. And you also don't get that much. But um, I think it's interesting that like, I and I say that because he was one who was like, I don't know how I didn't get caught. And he almost got caught like four fucking times. Mm-hmm. But incompetence got him free. Yeah. So looking at a story overall, I think it just backs what you're saying. Mm -hmm. He acknowledges that he wasn't some super genius or anything. If anything, he was a kind of a burnout loser who got kicked out of college, got kicked out of military, was an alcoholic. And for the most part, mostly murdered when he was intoxicated because he just like he had Mm -hmm. to shut his brain off to do those things. Um there, there's one called the Weepy Voice Killer who oh. called like after every murder uh-huh. and like confessed to it and was like crying about it. And he's like, I can't believe I can. I he's like saying like I can't believe I keep doing it. I need to be stopped. Yeah. But then he would never actually turn himself yeah. in. So there's question about whether he was just mess like trying to mess with cops at all. Mm. So that that's what I'm getting. It's, that stuff gets so sensationalized. Like oh my gosh, he's so he's so smart. No, mm. he's not smart. Yeah. He's not smart. He takes advantage of an over bureaucratic, over mm-hmm. of a over bureaucratized system, where there's no cent- there's really no central law enforcement right. or coordination, right? And generally, just honestly, human nature is to be lazy. Does mm-hmm. a detective really want a serial killer on it? Like, wouldn't it just be a lot easier to just ignore it, unless or and- just say, nah, none of this stuff is connected until. You've got like 20 bodies stacked yeah. up and it's like, all right, I probably should pay attention to or this. Or you'll find in some cases that one detective who's like, F this, I'm going to solve it. Mm-hmm. Motivated for whatever yeah. reason. That's rare. Mm-hmm. But yes, generally it's like people are like, 
Oh yeah, I mean it's just a it's just a hooker. Yeah, they die. Well, I mean, on the it's flip, just a homeless person. Yeah, I they guess die the, sometimes. The counter argument to that is, you would look. You who wants to put if you're a police chief? Yeah, and you assume that every sporadic killing is part of a larger. Mm, okay, that takes a lot of resources, a lot of manpower, and then if it ends up not being true, you kind of look like an idiot. Yeah. So when you go to those, saying there's a seri- like a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Green River Killer. Green River Killer yeah. level serial killer around you. One, you're thinking like, ah, that can't happen here. That happens over there. Yeah. It can't happen to me. That's got to be the that, feeling. That's not happening to me. Yes. And plus, I don't want to put, if I start pulling all of those strings, bringing in those resources to investigate this and I'm wrong, yeah, it's not going to look good on me. Yeah. The people above me are going to be like, why'd you waste all that money chasing mm-hmm. down a serial killer? Mm. Octum Razor. Yeah. Whatever is the most logical. Logical most yeah. easily explained re- like most reasonably explained explanation mm-hmm. is generally the answer yeah and a lot of times these serial kill like a serial killer isn't the most easily explained <laughs> yeah, in that moment all that in that moment yeah so like i said because we do these guys are are most of us can't comprehend being yeah. a serial killer yeah so we don't think about it yeah they're not smart. Yeah. They just do the things that the rest of us wouldn't do. Yeah. That's so we a need good to, argument. So we need to stop with this. With old, this what? With this. We just. Hollywood needs to stop mm. sensationalizing and holding these serious, these awful, awful, awful human beings mm-hmm. up as these super smart, intelligent alpha mm-hmm. males. Mm. And really just show. And like, these guys are dumb as shit. Yeah. They get away with it because of the incompetence of others. Yeah. I watched that Dahmer series that got a lot of heat because of like the uh, proposed glorification of Dahmer. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, honestly, going into it, I, I've known a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer. I've read a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer. I've seen a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer. I've watched all the interviews from Jeffrey Dahmer before he was killed. Like, I know a lot about Jeffrey Dahmer. So I wasn't going into it expecting to be like surprised by information about Jeffrey Dahmer. And I really wasn't. What I thought was great was they actually did spend a lot of time in developing characters that reflected his victims. So a lot of the stories and situations were they were showing were not glorifying, but showing these victims' lives and, and kind of how he took advantage, like you were saying. But mm-hmm. I don't know. And then they had like scenes where in during the trial where the like literally verbatim you can watch the footage of one of the moms screaming at him. And then in that series, they had an actress act out the exact scene verbatim word for word, what she said. Hmm. So there was a lot of attention given onto the families. Now the families weren't happy with the show and they feel like it's glorifying. And one thing that they talked about in that show was like people were starting to create like fan fiction of Jeffrey Dahmer and sending it to him and comic books of him and sending it to him. Well, how many marriage proposals did, uh, um, Helter Skelter do. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, oh my God! How do I? How do I not? <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Manson. Yes. Um, a lot, a lot. Is that that is weird. That is weird. Just these these proposals to these people. Um, these murderers. Dude, this one. Uh, there was a murder. Um, in New Jersey or mm-hmm. Virginia, mm-hmm. who ended up. He was found guilty, mm-hmm. and he was found guilty, sentenced to death in mm-hmm. Virginia. The lead, the the lead juror, mm-hmm. ends up like 
regretting her decision mm-hmm. and starts visiting him in prison, uh-huh. falls in love with him, uh-huh. and marries his ass, and then was the key character witness uh-huh. for his um, for his death uh, for his appeal of his death sentence. It's just there's so much. Wow, it's just cra- I I just don't understand the appeal. But yeah. that's the shit that we run. That's that's the risk we mm. run when we start glorifying these yes. people. Right, right. Is that there's a sense that they're like these really mystical people yeah. that are worth studying. Where yeah. you really you are not. Stop it, Ashley. You're not <laughs> with listen to your true pine crime podcast. Yeah, you were never. None of us uh-huh. are ever. No sane, I don't care how smart you think you are. Okay. Nobody could ever truly understand what is going through the mind of a serial no, killer. No. To do what Jeffrey Dahmer did, yeah. to do what Ted Bundy did. Yeah. You will never be able yeah. to understand. And yeah. the and the fact is they love it. They love the fact that people want to try to understand. Oh, them. yeah, for sure. Because it gives them notoriety. It Bundy gives them the power. Sure. Not Bundy, um, Gacy, for it sure. It gives them the power yeah. that they have always sought mm-hmm. over people. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why they did most of the stuff. It was and about they watch power the news. and domination. They're watching the tracking of them. Exactly. They love it. We need to do yeah. a better job of a society yeah. to stop glorifying and mysticizing these I'm animals. guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Especially That's the reason why I've never gotten into true crime. Especially, you know, a few years ago. Well, the true crime aspects that I like about is like I like like uh oh my god, a non Saeed or whatever I think his name was. He was charged with a classmate's murder in high school, has spent the last twenty five years in prison and just got released because he was found innocent finally. Like everything was adding up in this true pr- crime podcast that like he he didn't seem completely innocent, but it didn't seem like he killed her. And okay. it's and he got released, and he was on a life sentence. And they're like, yeah, he didn't do it. Sure, debating court procedures and debating. Well, what about making a murderer? Like Never watched it. See, I I don't. It, it's 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 those things where they present like, you know, when we know, here's Jeffrey Dahmer, and here's a list of victims. It's like. I think there's a little bit of a that's dangerous, right? That's the glorification that you're talking about. But when it's like, hey, like the system or um, there might be injustice here. Maybe we need to take a closer look at that's that. That's a far. That's far. That's ever. the kind of true crime stuff that I enjoy. Sure, okay. It's like, whoa, what's happening here? This entire city in Minnesota seems real sketchy and real, real um, encouraged to point the murder on this guy when. It doesn't look like he did it. Like, and then you have people making that argument. I think that that's what's kind of fun. One thing I want to say about like this kind of fantasized um, fantasization, fan- fantasies of murders, is like the Joker and Harley Quinn. Hmm. Harley Quinn. I don't know if you know that history. She was originally his psychiatrist, psychologist. Yeah, I think they touch on that a bit in uh, Suicide Squad. Briefly. Yeah, but. She goes and visits him, and he's just this master manipulator. He's the Joker. She falls in love with yeah, him. Yeah, well, I think we all think that Jeffrey, the Jeffrey Dahmers of our world are Joker-esque. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay. It's like, oh, my gosh, he's so smart. He's so he's so intelligent. He really isn't this monster. He's just misunderstood. He's the Joker. And then she falls in love with him. It's like, wait, no. <laughs> but, yes, it does happen. I, it it does. There are people who walk among us yeah. who are, for some reason, attracted to that. Yeah. 
there's got to be some sort of trauma in their past mm. that then makes them attracted to something. I mean, like isn't that. there trauma in all our past? There are, but how you deal with it, and then how your brain is has is wired, yeah, to be able to cope with it, yeah, and manage it helps a lot too. Everybody just needs a mom to say, "Hey, you're not acting the same." I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is, I think we we all can we all. Schizophrenia mm. a lot of times gets improperly labeled mm. as being a mental as being a super violent yeah. mental health disorder. Yes, schizophrenics can act violent sure. when they're in a manic state, mm-hmm. but generally schizophrenics aren't major. I don't know if there are serial killers out there who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, mm. yeah. but the vast majority of them have not. No. So, yeah. so this we need a de- we really need to do a good job of de- understanding and destigmatizing schizophrenia mm-hmm. because that is one of the leading causes of homelessness mm-hmm. in our currently yeah, that we're absolutely. facing. Absolutely, you know, my mom's a mental health nurse, and she she talks about all the time, like you know, it with the right help and the right medication, a lot of times these people can live normal lives mm-hmm. and operate in a society just normally, but. If the funding isn't there, if the resources isn't there, and the support isn't there, support is the key. Yeah, because it's really hard to yeah. just it'd be really easy to just fall off. Yeah, when you have those mental those mental. And I've seen people, I know people who have been diagnosed with schizophrenia who don't have those support systems mm-hmm. and are constantly grasping at straws to find those who will support them, and because it's not at home, you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's sad, and well, that's that's what where you see, mm-hmm. it lead to the streets. Yeah, yeah. I, I just there's a lot of people who just uh, the whole rub some dirt on it mm-hmm. and uh, and figure it out. Yeah, suck it up and figure it out. It doesn't work. I mean, we can laugh as at it like oh people ignoring depression and anxiety, but like schizophrenia is a real fucking thing. Oh yeah, it, it makes me think about um all, all quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about shell shock and really no comprehension or idea of PTSD. No, not at all. It's and no way to it. navigate through it. Like, again, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. You're you're going home. You should be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean you just murdered 15 people and watched your friends get killed? Suck it up. You'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, your well, face is deformed. You, just stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And coming home to no support. Yeah. None. Zero Ooh. at all. The government didn't even want to pay the GI, like yeah. pay, pay GI benefits. Yeah. Look up the bonus army. Yep. Uh, and how the U.S. government killed veterans for just protesting about benefits they were promised. Yeah, support. They Seeking were they support. were they were sent to France, mm-hmm. sent into Bella Wood over the top, mm-hmm. suffered insane casualties yeah. to come home and then have no support here. Yeah. Just one of our worst black marks. We have a lot of black marks in yeah. history, but if you think we're all star spangled, fucking awesome, yeah, look up, just look up the Bonus Army yeah. and uh, and think about how that work, how that uh, how that reflects on how we think of veterans and we think of our mental health and stuff today. I was thinking, and tying this kind of to, like, yeah. also another aspect of this with PTSD mm-hmm. and people coming home from war. All of the the serial killers of the seventies were sons and were sons of. Mm fathers who came generally who came home from world war ii mm-hmm. dealing with and they're Shell like oh shot. he was a alcoholic <laughs> abusive father oh but he also served in world war ii mm-hmm. could that have been a <laughs> he was super normal before he yeah. left for the war and then came home and then all of a sudden he's beating his kids yeah maybe we should pay it i mean 
maybe that was some PTSD, but because it wasn't documented back then, yeah. it's just like, oh, they're all pieces of shit. It's the same thing. We look at addicts on the street yes. today and we're like, oh, they're just lazy pieces of shit that won't get up and get a job. Yeah, get a job. Yep. Well, there might be some shit that has happened in their past in addition to having kind of faulty wiring that's yeah. not any fault of their own. It's mm-hmm. Schizophrenia can hit you like at 20 years old. Yeah. You could be completely non-symptomatic your entire early childhood teenage years early adult life and all of a sudden at 23 boom your brain snaps and all of a sudden you're hearing voices that tell you you'll burn something yeah that's terrifying you and i were talking about that earlier and then you end up on the streets because nobody like believes you everybody thinks you're a flake now oh he got into and then you use drugs to cope yeah then you're on the streets now you're just a drug addict people only see you as the addict yeah not the human you know what i always think about that i don't know where i heard it but like every adult used to be a child you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you put those lenses on and you look around, it helps explain a lot. It's hard. It's hard sometimes to look through those lenses. But if you force yourself to, then you would probably have a little more empathy as a society and as humans in general. But yeah. that we hate the public. <laughs> <laughs> we hate the public, but we love humans. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How, how, does, how do we how do we connect those? Two? I don't know. Any final thoughts? Uh, did I have anything? quickly talk about yeah. um guns are lame now oh okay i think guns are just lame okay it's just weird weird for me to say have you not thought that before and what does guns not being lame look like to you people who just for you use them as tools use them as a you, you hunt with your shotgun yeah i was talking to somebody and they called it a toy yeah that's lame yeah but he, that's that's he's a, probably listening right now. Whatever, <laughs> dude. Stop using that. No, stop using yeah. that vocabulary. Yeah. That, those descriptors yeah. for your firearms. Your firearm is a tool. Yeah, but it, it's a, if they not if they aren't using it, is it a tool? Should never be a toy. Oh, very well put. <laughs> very see, but that's that's where like I only use it when I go out to the range or I go out to shoot targets. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a game. It's a toy. It's not a tool then. You, it's easy for you to switch from toy to toy to tool because you use it as a tool. Yeah. To literally put food on your table. Mm-hmm. Literally taking it to go and bring food to your belly. Well, I get a lot of enjoyment out of out of using my gun. But Oh uh, dude. That that was the hottest thing you've ever said. <laughs> I get a lot of enjoyment out of using my shotgun. Sure. For hunting purposes. Okay. And Wh- why? If I, and if why? I, how? And if I could, uh-huh. <laughs> if I could, like, justify going range shooting, yeah, that's fun too. It's fun to get out and shoot with guns, their toys. Guns themselves are cool. Okay, but now just guns, uh-huh. just like as a abstract concept mm-hmm. in the like at context of America. Yeah, guns are fucking lame, dude. Dude, I think. I think what what you're describing and feeling is kind of what I've always felt. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, dude, if you're o- one, if and you're, I own one, if you're open carrying, yeah, stop. You Why? What if there's what if there's a, a Trump supporter who walks in and he's he's dis, he's dis, he's like dis, totally shredded the American flag and he's about to start beef and kill people? You want that guy armed in that room? Wait, what? 
I was just using the Trump supporter as the offender coming okay. in. Say he's got like a torn American flag he's wearing it as a cape because they always they always shred the American flag and always try to disgrace the American uh, flag. Yes. Um, so he comes in, he comes into the whatever establishment, and I the just, I just cut on. <laughs> he comes into an establishment, and that one guy's not armed. I'm just talking about open carry. I know you are. I'm just using that. I have no problem. I have no problem with concealed carry. Why? Because concealed carry is using your gun as a tool. Okay, so the difference is open and concealed. You're open carrying for a very specific reason. Okay, flexing. You're using it as a novelty piece. You're using it as accessory, as a provocative accessory. Mm -hmm. It is literally the definition of I don't know wearing a vagina hat. It's Mm. the same thing as wearing a fucking vagina hat. Okay, you're making a statement. You want people to feel uncomfortable around you. Oh. These people get they get off yeah. with people looking at their gun and being uncomfortable. And and they're noticing. And they absolutely notice because yeah. they're looking around. They know they like the power that comes with having that gun and how people react around them. Trust oh. me, I've been around a lot of them. And they say that? You're just telling how they act. Okay. You're just okay. telling how they walk around. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying they, that they, they have walk, to say it for us like, to get that. They like walk around. <laughs> they're always and it's it's always prominently displayed. Yeah. There is no reason for you to be open carrying. Yeah. Tactically, it makes no sense mm-hmm. for you to be open carrying mm, in public. That's a good point. Because if you're open carrying and yeah. there is an active shooter, mm-hmm. who are they targeting first? The person who's who has the gun, the gun on, on their, their hip because you're an automatic target. You're yeah. the automatic threat they're yeah. going to take you out first you dipshit yeah conceal carry if you are legitimately concerned mm-hmm. with where you are and mm-hmm. you feel like you need to be concealed carrying that is your right mm-hmm. absolutely i support it right because it's there as a tool yes but also if you are a freedom loving gun owner mm-hmm. which all of most the majority of them claim to be mm-hmm. if a store says we don't allow you to conceal carry you have to uphold private property mm-hmm. rights mm-hmm. don't conceal conce- they're open well, some some are like so. My old my old place of business, we allowed concealed carry, but okay. we did not allow open carry. Okay. And people would get so pissy about that. Mm-hmm. And we would be like, "Hey, you got to understand, mm-hmm. we're a store that ha- is only a quarter <laughs> yeah. hunting related. Yeah, the rest of our store is camping, mm. fishing, boating. Yeah. We have a yeah. lot of people who come into our store who are not gun owners, mm. and we're in Portland. Yeah." Where it's open carry is not legal under Multnomah County and City of City uh, of Portland okay. law. So even if we wanted to mm. allow it, mm-hmm. we'd be we would be essentially complicit in the breaking of Multnomah County right. law, right? In which we operate in, people would still try to ignore that all of the time. Yeah, and I'd always, as a manager, have to go talk to these d bags and be like, "Hey, <laughs> did you not see the sign that says you cannot open carry?" Uh-huh. And then I get an earful about infringing on their rights, and then it just comes down to I'm a pussy. Yeah. And that's the difference, right? They think that they mm. are somehow f- hard yeah. by carrying a gun on your on your hip. Mm-hmm. You are not hard, dude. You are the definition of a pussy. Mm. If you are open carrying in public when there really is no real threat. Right. Because if you truly believe that there was a threat, you would be concealed carrying because that makes more that makes way more mm. sense. If there was legitimately a threat in which you felt threatened, why would you want to advertise to that threat that, that you had a gun? That you had a gun because you would then be the first target that mm. they went after. Then you have to ask yourself, why are you routinely putting yourself into places where you feel unsafe in which you need Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I have been all around Portland the last couple of years. 
there has not been one time I felt like I needed a firearm. Oh yeah, and we we walking through some shady parts in the dark. Walking through, dude. When I went over towards, uh, even right off like sixth, heading towards Burnside to grab a scooter, it was sketchy. Mm-hmm. But but that's that is in itself. Mm-hmm. Indiv- that's individual. Yeah, I can't say because I don't feel scared that somebody else should. Right, 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 right. My question is being if. You are routinely going into places yeah. in which you feel scared. Why are you routinely yeah. still going to those places? It's not that they're feeling scared. Right. They just want to carry their firearm mm-hmm. because it is accomplishing a different goal. And that goal is stroking, to ego. stroking their ego. Mm-hmm. And it's that I cannot think of a more lame use of a firearm yeah. than that. And stop talking about your t- gun as a toy. Yeah, dude, I'm no, I, I, if you're, li- if I know you and you're listening and you've got, you want to come back at me, I, please do, but <laughs> I'm sorry, toys. Yeah. Claiming your gun as a toy. Yeah. Is, I, I think that's really irresponsible. Yeah. Because the 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 mentality of seeing something as a toy. Mm-hmm. That's an inert object. Yeah. Something that is. Well, by definition, you play with yeah. something that you don't really take that serious. You yeah. know, something you don't really take that seriously. Toys don't shoot a projectile at 2,000 plus feet per second. Yeah. With the intent to kill. Yeah. Unless it's a target shooting. Guns were made to kill. Yeah. There's no other. They, they were made to kill. Yeah. Were they made to kill humans. Were they made to kill animals. doesn't matter. Yeah. They have that capability. That's the intent. It wasn't to play. Yeah. It never has been. Yeah. And if you're playing soldier, grow the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, I know so many people who are like getting into like these private, like security, armed securities. Yeah. And they all come from the trucking industry, baby. <laughs> all right. We got to go because we're running out of time here on this. Uh, oh, boy. On this card sorry here. To, sorry to run. It's all good. No, that was great. And also, we got to call out those uh, guys who play with toys. Um, one last thing is I wish Trump supporters would stop uh, defacing the flag. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Say what you mean.